I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Dear Midling on Sports Joe. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Hurling Show. I'm delighted to say I'm going to be joined in a little while by the 10-point man from Kildare, Jerry Keegan. But first of all, before next weekend, we're going to look up and delighted we have James uh, in studio again. James Ryle, Kenny man, welcome. Afternoon. How are you getting on? Very well. Yeah. All good. All good. Okay. And Derek Honan is coming in from the south of the County Clare, or possibly actually in Limerick. Is the office in Limerick, Derek? Is that where you are? Yeah, hi lads. Yeah, I'm I'm behind enemy lines at the moment, so uh, I'm on my office there in Ocon Street, Limerick. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've yeah, got you, you're you're doubling you're doubling up there. There's a, a recon going on as well. I'd say is there. There is, there is excitement is building here now this week. A uh, huge week for us. Yeah, what's it like in Clare at the moment? Like, is it is it is it is it is it wild or is it? Yeah, there's huge anticipation. Like um, the last two group games, uh, being at home, I suppose, and, and having good results in both games built uh, a bit of momentum. And you know, the crowds are definitely getting in behind Clare now. And uh, Ennis was hopping the last two Sundays. So um, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a good, uh, a really good um, mood around the county, and everyone's looking forward to it. You know. I don't know what way it is in Kilkenny. It's very, it's very mixed. Like there's the, there's always the anticipation from outside that Kilkenny are going to always deliver something, particularly in a final. Uh, but I can't imagine, I can't imagine the county is on fire with, with, with how how they're going at the same time. No, not not probably with performances. There's a lot of uh, probably worry, maybe, maybe worry, maybe concern, um, and even just regarding what team and do we have a settled team and. I suppose Galway, they're not, you know, they're rivals, but they're not next door rivals. And I know we have a couple of guys up there, Henry and Richie O'Neill, up there training them, and that probably brings a different element. But we probably slow, slower to get going. It could be <laughs> Saturday morning before the real penny drops that there's a bit, there's a big game. But uh, no, I think uh, there's good anticipation for it for for the whole shebang. Are is that what's is that is that what's needed for for the Galway? Like I always felt Galway were a little bit of a bogey team <clears throat> for you. Like they're physically always well, well able for you, where other teams maybe weren't. 
Um, you know, Kilkenny, I always felt had there was this notion of kind of there was a skill and we would always expect a level of skill that was, you, you know, far and away often uh, above other teams. But I, I came out of Kilkenny games sore than any other game every time like there was a physicality even when you didn't have the ball when you were tackling somebody it felt like you were getting tackled you know there was this yeah. ability to be physical all the time um, now you've got uh, Shefflin up there and Richie and that's is that going to be is that going to be on Brian Cody's like is there a score like is there, does he reduce it to that or is it as he always says like it's about our team. It's about what we do. We're not thinking about those things. Is that like? Is that a legit way of looking at? It? Yeah. Well, every team will say that it's all about getting ourselves right for the day, and you know that's the usual rhetoric. But look, there is an element there, and there was the last day, and the media <laughs> will blow it up. And mm. but it should favour Kilkenny in the sense I think of everyone trying to get up for it. Um, I just think. Do you know, there's there's a couple of guys up there, we'll say, as I said, Richie and Henry, and they're both heavily involved in the club in, in Kilkenny. So it's not as if they've, you know, they're around during the week. They've young lads going to the underage games and, you know, Richie O'Neill is involved in our club and I'd see him there at under nine games. And yeah. anytime I'm talking to him, it's under nine hurling we're talking. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't dare ask him about the Galway and I don't think he'd tell me either. And, yeah, you know, yeah, Henry yeah. has kids playing below at Bally Hale. So... It's it's not that they're removed, they're they're solely in the middle of it all. So, you know, you'll you'll have Kilkenny guys saying best of luck to them <laughs> on this week coming up to it, but they'll still be hoping that, you know, we can get one over. But I think for that reason, and it's no disrespect to the two boys up there, but I think for that reason, you know, everyone wants to probably beat Galway that little bit more even, you know, that yeah, has that little yeah. bit of a factor there. And I think that, that should help. Um but that factor was there the last time too and it didn't happen and uh, so no it's all to play for yeah I suppose there's more to play in this one um, I got a little bit of stick last week for not do, not zoning in on Clare uh, an awful lot more than we did so it's good to have you with us this week um, Derek definitely the thing that stands out before we get into yeah, before we get into the the Clare Limerick game, um, I felt you you were you put me straight on Waterford very early. I'd say maybe you didn't even anticipate the fall, but they weren't hyped up to be what they what everybody thought they were going to be only three weeks ago. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I suppose the demise of Waterford over the past six weeks because um, to be fair, like they were the form team through the league and they showed really well in the league semi final and the final, but. My reservation at the time was just whether they could maintain that level of performance. You know, it was quite clearly they had peaked um, at that stage of the season. And um, I kind of felt, yeah, you know, they're flying at the moment and everyone's talking them up. But I think they'll be very beatable in five, six weeks time. And I didn't think they'd be, you know, as beatable as they turned out to be because it really was a walk in the park for Clare uh, in the last group game. Um, I haven't seen, you know, Waterford ever being anywhere near as bad as that. So was it a timing issue? Would you leave that? With, would you leave it at Cahill's door? Like, was it a timing issue that they, in terms of preparation? Yeah, I think that was definitely part of it. Um, yeah. I, you know, it didn't seem like um, there was probably more issues than that. You know, uh, because they were so far off. At their, you know, there was more than just that going on. Yeah. Um, they kind of had a look of uh, they had a look of a team that was like they were playing a preseason tournament. That's the stage they were at, as opposed to being at the peak of championship against Clare, like they. You know, even the team selection was a bit disheveled where Ozzy Gleeson had been playing further up the park. All of a sudden, he was back in the half-back line. Um, and Stephen Bennett, who had been their best forward all year, was left on the bench. And, um, you know, it just didn't strike me as a, a well-organised team or this well-oiled unit that they did look like in the, in the, in the league. 
Is there, uh, would you, you have any concerns? <clears throat> I know you have the Limerick game to obviously to fall back on, but you leave six players off. It's champagne stuff. Like you're you're, you're destroying Waterford, um, and yeah, you're get, you're getting much more game time for many more players, um, and you know things are lifting more and more, like kind of inescapably so. Like it's like it's hard to know when it's going to stop. Uh, is there a danger getting carried away in that for Clare, or is this just the momentum that's been built up? Um, I think there was, you know, there was huge positives coming out of it. Uh, you have to, like, I suppose we've touched on Waterford there, but you have to realise how bad they were and factor that into Clare's performance against them. Yeah. Um, like, like a huge, con- I, I, like I would say overall the game and the group uh, has been hugely positive and Clare in a great position. But the problem now is you're coming up against a team that, you know, you just, they've been at the top of their game for the last four years. Uh, they're a standard bearer in the country and you can't let your standards drop in any sense of the game if you want to compete with them. And where I would see a bit of concern after the Waterford game was, you know, despite Waterford being so poor, they still managed to rack up 222, uh, which is a huge yeah. score. And Desi Hutchinson was able to score, I don't know, was it 1-6 or 1-7 from play he finished with. Um, so there was a slight casualness to the defending, you know, I thought the, of the clear backs the last day. And um, I suppose you could say you could forgive them for that because they're already true into the Munster final. But at the same time, you cannot let your standards drop even for a second against this Limerick team because they're so good. So is it is it is there is it kind of straight into the pressure of it? Does that take that out in a way like because you know that it's it's the Limerick team that they're they're dealing with? Like it's like the the demand from Clare supporters, the demand from the players themselves, and the demand, the demand certainly from Brian Lohan will be nothing short of 100%. And you know when you're, when there's a possibility of going out like in a game against Waterford, you've got a, a chance to kind of perform and you get to revel a little bit in your own your own capabilities. Whereas with Limerick, it's like, it's going to be 100%, an absolute dogfight. Everybody has to be on the line. And so you kind of, it shifts your focus very quickly anyway. Like Limerick kind of demand that, don't they? Yeah, well, the physicality that Limerick bring it just brings you into a different place in, in your in mentally straight away because you're no longer you know uh, in your comfort zone. You're straight away at the start of the game. You're pushed out of your comfort zone, and uh, the intensity that they play with, you know, Clare and Limerick had a great game a few weeks back, um, and the intensity was just through the roof. Um, but you could see at times uh, some of the Clare lads were lagging a bit more than Limerick in terms of um, physicality. Yeah, and I'd say that's as a result of like Clare haven't played at that haven't played at that level of intensity for a few years, whereas Limerick are, are used to it. And you'd be hoping from a Clare point of view that with that under the belt now that they would be able to you know maintain it a bit longer um, or throughout the game you know uh, for the Munster final because anything less won't be good enough. So what do they ha- what what do you see them having to do like how like what worked for them against Limerick the last day and how do they improve on that? Yeah, well, I think you have to bring that. You have to match that physicality first of all. You have to yeah. match that. Uh, Don Logie always said that as well about Cork. You know, you have to physically match your opponents, uh, and then you have to win the hurling after that. Uh, so that that is the main thing that they have to do is match that intensity. Um, you know, the last game in Ennis, uh, there wasn't a whole pile of inside forward play, I would have said. Uh, the Clare full backline did very well, um, and the Limerick full backline also did very well. Um, you know, Clare, Limerick with the addition of Galan is going to give them, you know, another dimension to their attack. Clare today against Limerick, um, you would have thought Peter Duggan and Shane O'Donnell were a little bit subdued. 
Yeah. But since then, against Waterford, they put in a huge performance. And if they can bring, you know, their A game, uh, that they're going to have to bring their A game to match what Gillan brings back. Uh, and, you know, to, to get over the line, uh, they're going to have to put in big performances. Are James, do you think that Clare are too dependent on Tony Kelly for a big win like this? Or does that only come from him being the finisher? <clears throat> and in actual fact, everyone's performing to get him, you know, they're doing the right thing and getting him on the ball. Like, or, or is it an over-dependency? I, I don't think, not not with the last day's performance anyway, the way Clare performed. I, I, you know, he's he's an unbelievable talent. And when you have a guy as good as him, you, you'll tend to play the ball through him more and more and more. And um, we spoke before about, uh, you know, do you put a man marker on it? I think that's the choice where Limerick might have to think. But he's such a man, he can start left corner forward, wheel out to left wing forward, right wing forward, give a spell in midfield. And, you know, you can't send a corner back after him in every single place he goes. So there has to be a bit of thinking on that side of it. Yeah. And, uh, I think there's an opportunity there with the likes of, like, we'll say, Adirma Burns, like, instead of w- w- wondering about who picks up Tony Kelly, that you send Tony Kelly out onto Adirma Burns because then Adirma Burns has to become a defender and isn't knocking over six or seven points necessarily because he's he's so busy with Tony Kelly and you, you, he's going to get... You know, between four and seven points, probably anyway, because that just seems to be what he does. Like, is that a, is it an option for him? It, it is, and if you just take Burns, I think a lot of his points are they're kind of they're the same point he gets that it's there's a kind of a melee or a huddle in the middle of the field, and that he's just waiting on the wings, and it's thrown out to him, and he stands in, and it's just yeah. arrow like over the bar. But you know, he doesn't seem to be that focused on a, an opposing wing forward at that stage when he's playing that type of a game, and I suppose they're hoping they'll win the rooks. But um, but he'd have to be then, wouldn't he? He'd ha- if he was on Tony uh, Kelly, he'd have to be. Can't he? Can't afford to stand out. Yeah, in but the same it, way. I think that's why up until this year, um, you know, I would have said it earlier this year that I didn't think. I thought Limerick had the measure of every Munster team down there. Within yeah. you know, and I've said it. I've seen. I could see Cork beating anyone with the way they play. I've always said that, but I cannot see him beating Limerick. They might have changed their play up a small bit, but if you look at. At Clare, I think it was noticed, and I know Derek said there about the inside forward line mightn't have you know performed as well as he would have liked. But I think they said it even on the Sunday game that Clare are playing three inside forwards, and they kind of it was amazing to have to even say that in a commentary. <laughs> Do you know that? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like wow, but 13, 14, 15. But that team that will make them keep him honest, I suppose. I think mm. that's the best opportunity you have. Make the Limerick defenders mark, it, mark their attackers. And uh, I think Clare have a good mix at the moment, and it's going to be an interesting one. Mm. It's an interesting one with Tony. Like that, that allegation, I suppose, is leveled at Clare a bit, where our Clare a one man team. But you know, I think they probably proved that they weren't against Waterford. But what happens with Tony is, you know, the Clare lads are smart. They realise how good he is when he's in that sort of form. They'll start sacrificing their own game, you know, to, to get him on the ball. Yeah, um, and it can look as though then it's a one-man team, but uh, I think it's just more. Uh, I think it's intelligence from the Clare forwards in a lot of in a lot of cases where they'll take a they'll take a step back and become um, a facilitator as opposed to a finisher. Yeah, and, and yeah it's probably that. a lazy place to arrive at, really, isn't it? You see on the you see on the score line, you look down through the team sheet, you see fifteen points from one fella, and you're like, okay, this fella's just dragging them along. But it's yeah, you, you, the way that 
they're all handling themselves. You wouldn't say there's any of them lacking in terms of their contribution. No. Like, you know, he's not, he's not carrying people. He's just, he's well, finishing, like, and he's finishing very well. Like If he's running alongside you and you have the ball, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. give it to Tony to put it over. Why not? Like, yeah. he's just an unbelievable yeah. talent to put himself into a position to get the strike. Yeah, it's I just, thought he was outrageous against Limerick. Yeah. He's he tends to play well against Limerick, I think. The and, and you've touched on it there. Limerick kind of rely on their on their structure and their system to to defend, and they don't really come out of that. Where like they they rely on their half back line to come back and and cover for the half backs. They rely yeah. on half back line to close off space, and they don't tend to sacrifice the player to to man mark. You know, uh, whereas. When Clare played Tipperary, Seamus Kennedy actually did a very good job of, of sacrificing his own game just to keep Tony off the ball. And uh, and Cork uh, took up the same approach. So uh, it tends to suit Tony to play against Limerick because they don't seem to do that. And I wonder, will they change tact this weekend? It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I suppose it, there might be an underlying opportunity, um, but the sense that people have is Gerard McInerney or... Um, Gerard Higarty is unfairly maybe treated by referees and he has a name for being unfairly treated and I'm wondering is that is there an opportunity there for Clare is there mistreatment I suppose first of all and the second thing is is that then an opportunity where you feel well maybe actually if we get under this fella's skin enough um, yeah he, he's, he, he, he compromises himself easily yeah, I mean, it's definitely the narrative that uh, Limerick are trying to put out there. You know, uh, they were quite strong on that after the Clare Limerick game that uh, they're they're very much sinned against and poor old Limerick. But it's not one that I'd be buying, you know, um, at all. <laughs> I think <laughs> over the last few years, I would say they've gotten away with an awful lot more than what they've uh, been called on, you know. And uh, you could say that the, the, yeah, look, the red card above an Ennis, you know, it was kind of a borderline call. In my eyes, I don't know why he was swinging the hurley in. The play was over a few seconds, and I wouldn't think it was an outrageous call. If I compare it to the red card that Ian Galvin got, for instance, for Clare against Cork and didn't manage to get rescinded, I think Ian Galvin's case was far more clear-cut where it wasn't actually a red card at all. So, you know, and we can all we can all go on with the four-by act and, and say that... Um, we're very much sinned against, but uh, I don't think it's the case at all for Limerick. And you definitely saw them trying to put that narrative out on the Sunday game as well. Shane Dowling had his clips picked out of Grand Hegarty, who was being pulled to the ground. But sure, you had that going on all over the field on both sides, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Like there is that element of, and in, in, in sometimes you hear it in relation to, to Aussie as well. And, and it was easy to compare the two because both of them were sent off for two, for two <coughs> sets of two yellows. But... Um, they do, yeah. It's the it's the Balotelli, isn't it? It's like why always me, and it's like well, well, why is it always you? Like you know why? Like how 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 come Tony Kelly isn't always in there, or why why you know why aren't the great players in these situations? Like and I don't know, is it holding Gerard Hegarty back from something, or is it is it is it actually is one of his great strengths, like the fact that he is so on the edge. Yeah, I, I I think it probably is holding him back. Like, you know, he didn't gain anything by doing that swing. You know, the play was over. Clare got the free. Um, the Clare lad's not going to be intimidated by it if he wasn't called either. Like, so he's not gaining anything. I think if it was an if it was an element he was able to cut out of his game, it would improve him. You know, he's one of the top. I would say he's probably one of the top off the top of my head three or three or five players in the, in the country anyway. Um, and uh, that I think does hold him back a bit. Yeah. Yeah, James. 
What's your sense of that? Is he is he open? Is he is he open at the weekend? Like has he left himself open at the weekend? Is there uh, and, we, and and do will referees respond to that? Like and, and almost protect him more now because John Kiley's come out and said. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they'll protect him. I suppose I, I have a feeling. I've always said this that there has to be cop on. I suppose, and that's a very hard thing to put in a rule book when you're, you know, a general cop on. And that, yeah, yeah. Like if a guy is booked, and in my view, it's not a terrible, you know, it's not a borderline rate. It's just a book, and it had to be done. There's, you know, you should know if you open the book and have a little tick beside him and say that you know wasn't too bad or mild or some little thing that. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to a guy and saying, look, that was borderline yellow card. If it was your first, it would be a yellow card. Um, I don't think the combination of the two incidents is enough to justify you being off the field. Yeah. But, you know, one more and you're getting a red. So you take Galan's pull the day he got the um, the yellow card. Yeah. That was borderline red card in my view. And when I looked at first at <coughs> home, I... I just sat forward and I went, oh my, you know, yeah, in yeah. real time, I thought that was a bad pull. But if he'd done another incident just after that, that was mild enough, you'd have to say he does warrant another yellow to get to get the line, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's the combination, I think, that they get wrong a lot of the time. So a guy can be pulled in the first five minutes of a game for maybe just a awkward challenge. And if he does that a second time in a game and it's a red card and he's put off, I think that's very harsh. But having said that on Hegarty, um, you, every time if it's always me, it's why me, you sometimes have to look at yourself and say, hey, hold on here now, can I change my game some little bit? Yeah. Um, and even that pull that day against one of the Clare, was only happened to be talking to a guy at the weekend and he just said to me that your man had his hurl in that he kind of struck the hurl, but, you know, if he didn't have his hurl there, like, you know what I mean? He shouldn't yeah, be nearly yeah. rewarded for... For not for having like, yeah, yeah, like if yeah. you put your hand up and you block your face <clears> and, you know, somebody punches your hand, but if your hand wasn't there, the punch was still done or so was the strike. So, yeah, you know, he's got to be careful. Yeah. Are there um, at the back coming, building from the back? Uh, what do you see? Like are, how concerned are Limerick going to be in terms of like, how are they going to set up for, for Claire? Like what? They're going for a four in a row. Like are they, are they, do they have sights further afield or is it, is it still... They'll want to go the most direct route anyway. That's, you know, it is, you, you know, in a few of the, both the Munster and the Leinster games, there's a small bit of shadow boxing, especially if a team had qualified and leaving mm. off this. But there's, both teams will be absolutely gung-ho for this and uh, both will want to win. Um, and Limerick will want to keep up this as well. So, uh, setting up, but, you know, we talk about the process and I spoke before about the process. I think they'll stay doing their same thing. And, you know, of course... Tony Kelly and, and the likes might come in for some special treatment in, in some ways and he might be singled out before the game of how to do this and who to do this and what way to market and how to cut out his space. But I don't think Limerick are going to change their game overly. And, you know, they'll put a f- more focus on getting the ball into Galan and getting their big names on the ball and trying to get scores that way. But I don't think you'll see them changing a whole lot, yeah. which could be great for Clare if Clare turn up and start motoring. Well, that's it. Is there an opportunity in that for Clare if they do, Derek? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it is going... I don't see them changing things drastically. Um, I don't think they will. The one thing they might do is um, put a man marker on Tony and you might, they might take... Uh, Barry Nash, I would say, would be the most likely person to take up that role. Um, I, I think, you know, st- structurally, 
uh, Kyle Hayes on the inside line, I, I wouldn't be a fan of that. He's extremely dangerous in there because he's an excellent player. But, you know, I think you could get an awful lot more out of him in the middle third. And particularly, if you know, if I was picking it, I, I'd put him at centre forward because I think if he gets the ball 60, 70 yards out from goal, you know, and there's any bit of space, uh, you nearly have a goal chance with his running ability. Uh, in terms of how they'd approach it overall, they'll be absolutely 100% looking to win and both teams will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot easier for for Limerick to, you know, Limerick are the dominant side over the last few years, and um, if they you know, you don't want to show any chink in that army in that armor, and um, if you, you know, if you can remain unbeaten, it's a psychological blow to the challengers who are putting in, you know, titanic efforts to get over the line against you, and if they can't do it, um, you know, it starts to wear down on on your confidence. So they'll be trying to keep player down, uh, same as they're trying to keep any other team down, you know, when they're playing them. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to Leinster, I don't, I don't know. Did you play in a Munster final? Was it ten? Did you miss out? Twelve, no, seventeen was then the last one before that. Was it? Maybe you were gone that year. Was it? Yeah, I think eighteen was our last one. Or <coughs> eighteen. Yeah, I was finished in sixteen. So okay. Uh, what? In t- obviously, the All Ireland. How? How do? How? What's the week like for the players now? Like, how do you manage that expectation that's built? Yeah, well, they'll have they'll have trained hard last week, and or well, they probably would have uh, recovered initially and trained. I suppose Thursday and the weekend would have been hard sessions. They probably would have had a, a bit of an in-house game, and it'd be kind of wind down then at this week and uh, just uh, sharp make sure. I suppose make sure you're coming in with a clean bill of health, um, and that you're, you're that everyone is feeling sharp and full of energy. Yeah, yeah. Is it? There's no danger of going to their head. Like it's, they'll just be head down and fall. I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. Uh, a lot of those players have won, you know, all Ireland's. A lot of them have won under twenty one mm. seniors, minors, um, and uh, the new lads that are coming in. You know, it it won't be the same as Turles, uh with fifty thousand, but the atmosphere in Ennis for the Limerick game was electric. You know, yeah. and there was huge pressure on that, and and they rose to the occasion. So. Uh, I don't see it as over. I don't see anyone being overawed by it. I think it, they'll relish in it. And Jeremy Burns had a good quote that you know he was saying they're not out training uh, all, all year to be um, to be playing in front of small crowds. Like these are the games that they're that they really relish and that they look to put in a performance for. And I think it'll be the same on both sides. I don't see anyone being overawed by the occasion. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a sellout anyway. That's for sure. Um, they're Limerick and Clare are coming in with with savage momentum. Galway are probably coming in with momentum uh, in terms of two finals. It's probably Kenny with the least. Is that, you know, sometimes on the back of a defeat, you learn a huge amount and it kicks you on another couple of steps. But then momentum brings you in and you kind of know what you've got. Like, how do those things marry up when when uh, with Galway and Kilkenny? Yeah, like we'll say out of the four teams in the provincials, you would say Kilkenny are the one that possibly... M- you know, you might say who would you replace them with if they weren't in it uh, as regards the performance. Um, you know, like I know, obviously Cork can't be in a Leinster final, but there were probably the other team who got together in the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, are you looking at the four best teams at the moment? You know, Kilkenny is the one you'd say, I don't know. Are yeah. you looking at the, at the team that's up there? Um, but still, you know, there was a pointing in the Galway game in, in Pierce Stadium. You know, a goal mouth scramble and, you know, Wexford were nearly, you know, they brought that nearly to a draw. So mm. without being overly brilliant, they're still competitive. Um, yeah. And, you know, that'll stand to them a lot. Um, but, you know, I said before that I don't know that they know f- 
four or five of their team that are absolutely guaranteed and that's that's something I don't like because there's a bit of a nervousness around that if you're a player yourself and you're on this week and you're not 100% sure are you going to be lining out next weekend that's a you know I'm Is there a limitation on the amount of players you can have in that in, in some senses you know like for some people it's good uh, who was it Fergal Hegarty was Fergal Hegarty down to start in 95 and then Gilly was told maybe half an hour before the game that he was going to start and the idea was, was that like if he'd have been thinking about it all week sure he was only a young fella and it might have, it might have upset him altogether um, and I think Fergal Hegarty took the fall on on that one but you can have that for maybe a few players that like uncertainty coming in some players can live with uncertainty but if you have too much of it yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Personally, how. I'd rather I'd rather know, you know, of the week of it that you're playing and getting your. I know you always have your head right, but it's easier to get your head right if you're looking at a position, thinking of a player, thinking mm-hmm. of a part of the field where you're playing in. Do you know, you'll all maybe go to bed dreaming of doing this and doing that and where where's what's going to happen. But you know, if that uncertainty is there, you know, then if you start a player, he could be looking over his shoulder here. You know, if things aren't going right. He's wondering, is he the person going to get the curly finger? So, you know, I'd be more concerned than unconcerned that, you know, it's a bit of an issue that we probably don't rightly know. And now we're, everyone is getting a lot of game time, but, you know, there's not a nailed on 12 mm. or 13 people. We're not dead set on our midfield here. And, you know, we're not dead set on a lot of things. And that's a bit of a worry. And we changed... The Galway game, Kilkenny played a very, in Pierce Stadium, a very short game and before half-time lost their way a bit and they just changed around in, you know, and I'd, I'd imagine Cody came into the dressing room the following week and just said, long ball, lads, and that's it. Yeah. And then against Wexford, it was a, nearly a comedy <coughs> of long balls in the end, there was no change-up. So there has to be a bit of a balance there. Um, but uh, There's two there, there's two things there. Uh, the first thing is Podrick Welch. I mean... I don't know, is he carrying a knock? If he come on for a few minutes, maybe that's all that was in him. I don't know. Uh, the second thing is, I suppose, does that expose a weakness in that modern teams are, I suppose, celebrated most, the successful teams are celebrated for their, their ability to think and change on the field, that, they're, that the team is a thinking team and that there's a leadership that develops that uh, gives them more power on the field to respond to what's actually happening as opposed to this is what our tactics are and this is what we're sticking to. It was clearly wasn't working against Wexford. I mean, like, but they still kept doing it. Is that the Cody fear factor or is it a limitation the players on the field? Is it... Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure it's a, it's, it's a limitation. Like, if, if you take um, Richie Reid who was centre-back and he's a delightful hurler, but I suppose when he's playing with Bally Hill, a lot of his play is just route one. Mm. But you have a club team with Colin Fenley, TJ Reid, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adrian Mullen, you know, three six foot something guys. It doesn't matter who they're on, really. To, you know, if they don't win it direct, they'll win a break and break. But, you know, it's not that they're disobeying orders, they're playing away because that's the way Kilkenny want them to play. Yeah. Um, but but you if know, you sit down one week, if Cody says, okay, like it didn't, it, it, tippy tappy, like you can see him yeah. saying, right, that's not working, we're going route one, and then route one isn't working halfway through a game. But there was no real change on it. It kind of just you know, kept feeding into Exeter's hands. Like, is that is that a limitation exposed? Like, yeah, it's probably a limitation on the field that you know it, it's ownership needs to be taken by players. Mm. Um, but then at the end of the day, if Cody tells you he wants to do this with the ball, you're probably going to try and do it. But you have to have enough, I think, general cop on in the field to say if this isn't working, we need to we need to up it some way. We need to change it. 
can't keep doing the same thing. You know, it's pure insanity, as they say. Who just would take it on? Who would take it on in that? Like I can see someone like Adrian Mullen saying he, he seems like a live wire enough fellow who's well able to read what's happening. And I don't see him being a kind of, I don't see him being too docile either in the face of a Cody. Like I, he seems to be a fellow who'd, might go his own way like is, is is it someone like that or is it TJ who has to lead it or yeah is well it? a lot of it is TJ and you come down to the guys who are there for a while but you know there's so many changes in as well in the Kilkenny team it's mm. you know if you're not on one week and you're in the next week and you're trying to tell everyone else how to do it you know a lot of lads are trying to look after their own game and I think historically in Kilkenny we have had a habit of changing teams up and switching people around so it's not a brand new thing and mm. you know I remember even in the golden years as we call it there'd be a minimum number of all-stars maybe when years would win because the team was changed so many times you know they looked at it sure if a guy didn't start the Leinster final and he's only played two games how can he be an all-star and a lot of those things often came into it and you know I, I always remember going back to the Cork I know I'm digressing a small bit there but Cork had a half back lane back in our day shall we say yeah, and yeah. was it uh, O'Halpine, Curran and, and Garden yeah but it never changed no. that was five, six and seven and I always said at that time, how can that not change? Are you telling me he is the best number five for eight years on the trot at Championship Hurling? Do you know, it didn't happen. You know, we could have had six guys in those three different positions over over five games, but yeah, they yeah. went seven, eight years where, do you know, was that a downfall? They, in kind, of, they, kind, of were, they kind of were though the best, weren't they, for a few yeah, but, of the years anyway? Well, like, how do we know if, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I was just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, if, yeah, when you change it up and bring Sherlock if, out. or you, yeah, 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 surely yeah. over a six or seven year period, some of them had a dip somewhere and there was another guy that possibly was that little bit mm. better. Um, so, but we're coming to the stage now in Kilkenny where we're throwing guys in kind of left, right and centre. And, yeah. you know, we... It's becoming a common thing now where you hear a 15 and then you're, you know, 20 minutes before the game is starting, you're hearing there's four changes here and, you yeah. know, you're nearly looking at programmes and who's wearing a tracksuit, who's not wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd be going to Wikipedia sometimes when I look at the Kenny <laughs> panel, I'm like, Jesus, where, where did that fella come from? Like, Derek, for, on, on, on the other side of it, Galway, um, I, I, I don't think you've seen too much of them, but in terms of Shefflin going up there, what's your, like if Clare were preparing for, 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 for a, a Galway, um, and I suppose for Kenny in some respects as well, now I know as a, the players' practice line is all. Oh, we're only focused on Limerick now this week, and we're not looking ahead. But if yeah. taking on a Galway, like what, what are they, do, what are they doing well up there, or where, where are they dangerous? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think Shefflin seems to be doing a really good job up there in O'Neill. You know, they they seem to have the team playing a nice brand. They're, they're still bringing bringing that physicality that you touched on earlier about Galway, and I always think I'd agree with you. I always think Galway do bring a serious physicality and. Anytime you even play a Galway club team, it, you'll be sore after it, you know, for a few days. Whereas in Clare, um, I don't know, I think the refereeing, they, they allow a bit more. So it's great, you know, it's great that they can bring that physicality. I think they're going well. Um, I, I fancy them to win the Leinster final. Um, I was a little surprised, James, at, at uh, the pessimism around Kilkenny. You know, like I do, like I said, I fancy Galway to win it, but I don't think there's going to be much between them at all. Um, I would say it'll be a very close game, and even Kilkenny losing by a point the last day up there on a marginal call at the end of the game, there should be nothing between them, uh, and that was an away game. So, um, it should be. It makes for um, it'll make for an interesting contest. Um, it'll give us a clearer picture of where Kilkenny are at. I personally think Kilkenny, I'd have him a little bit ahead of Cork. I know you were saying the opposite, James, but I'd have him a little bit ahead of Cork at the moment. And, um, you know, you could... Why is that? Is it like it was, I suppose when you look back at Cork, you might say, well, they they recovered, but it was against Tip and Waterford, who were both uh, in a degree of free fall. Is that, is that where that yeah, comes from? Yeah, or? exactly. I mean, Cork, like... 
Cork are a dangerous opponent for Clare. Um, and, you know, the fact that they've come back from, I suppose, uh, a tough a tough uh, few weeks where, you know, they went through a bit of uh, turmoil and they were challenged. Um, but they, if, you know, if, if they can come back stronger from that, it, it could be the makings of them. But I still think they have a bit to go before, you know, I could rank them ahead of Kilkenny. I think Kilkenny have shown a lot more in the championship so far. Um, and uh, Kilkenny, like the performance Kilkenny gave against Dublin was sensational, you know. Um, and that and uh, they're very dangerous even against Galway. You know they're 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 a goal threat all the time. Um, whereas you know, but for that reason, I think I, I rank them slightly ahead. Um, but you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Concept. If if Kilkenny could get a win, it could launch him. Uh, you know, for the for a semi final, and you could you could have a, a serious contender. Um, I think, yeah, I think Galway. If they win, I still wouldn't have them as contenders, probably for All Ireland. But uh, and I do think they'll win. Uh, but yeah, I know it's a tough one. It's tough to gauge where they're both at because you know the Leinster Championship probably you know there's a few games there where you're playing and um, it's uh, it's probably not as competitive as Munster. So this this game, I suppose, will tell us. Oh, a lot here we go. Oh, here teams. we go. Oh, here we go. Bye. <laughs> 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 the Clare lads are in on it now. By it used to be just Cork and Tipperary fellas, but the Clare lads are on us. It's it's I think there's it's fair enough in some respects. I don't know is it like the county grounds or I'm not sure, but certainly when I was looking at like I mean the Clare Limerick game obviously was the standout one, but there was other yeah, there's, 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 there's some great games like and some of like even the draws, the close games in Leinster, the brand of hurling just didn't quite look up to it. Like I don't, I kind of felt from the start like are any team in Munster fearing any yeah. of the Leinster teams there's, looking at the championship? Like look the, the Munster. The venues really brought out the Munster, have always brought out the Munster, because when we were going up playing games in Croke Park and 26,000 in it or 30,000 and, you know, they get lost in it. Mm. Um, when I was going up to Pierce Stadium on this, was it a Saturday or Sunday, the bank holiday, I was coming through the square in Turles around Corpus 9 in the morning, there was Clare lads standing around with flags on their back and about 9.15, 9.20 and you can imagine the atmosphere. And you're on the way home. I, I'm on the way up. <laughs> I'm on the way <laughs> This is an evening game that... The, the Sunday night so there you know the tourists and the square and the crowds in around the square and, and if you go down to Eniston as well Derek said that it was electric down there and mm. I heard that myself mm. and whereas you can't build that atmosphere in, in, in Croke Park and I think the new round of championships has done it a small bit with the Wexford Parks and the, even in Kilkenny um, but I did have a look and uh, I suppose out of the Leinster teams the six teams in it I was looking at the combination of games every week where we say, if you take the big four, if you want to call it that, as yeah. if we can call it a big four in Leinster of Kilkenny, Galway, Wexford, Dublin, that's six games that that created throughout the whole championship. And uh, one of them was a draw. Two more were one point in it. Mm. Uh, there was a four point, a six point. And then there was Kilkenny 17 point, I suppose, annihilation of Dublin. Mm. But five of the games were really competitive. Whereas... The amazing thing in the Munster thing, as much as it's built up, there were some serious heavy defeats down there, and you know it's it's. But it seems to be glossed over a lot, I think. And uh, and if you went back to the under, this is my Leinster cap truly on here. Yeah, now. no, no, that's quite clear. <laughs> that's quite, that's that's very clear. <laughs> if I'm not getting that across, yeah, yeah. But if I take even the the, the under twenty, I remember reading bits and pieces on Twitter. <laughs> not much of a Twitter man, but uh, I was reading it, and the Leinster final under twenty was. It was they were talking about the pick of Munster would would uh, or, or the pick of Leinster wouldn't even come close to it, yeah. And uh, 
But then when it came to the All Ireland, Kenny somehow came out and uh, and beat uh, Limerick in it. And I would wonder if you take this Limerick team now, who are the the two or three top teams that most likely can take him down? Mm. And that's a question I'd ask, Derek. <laughs> I think Claire won. I won, and yeah. I think. Uh, Kilkenny would be my third team oh, my second team yeah. uh, and even, I think though, so. even though I think Galway would be Kilkenny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Galway could put it up to I think Galway you know Galway are missing Conor Whelan against Kilkenny back there too they're getting their panel back together and they play a standard of hurling that will make the Limerick lads mark them again and some of these coonies and whatnot and Conor Whedon's strength and directness and uh, yeah. that's what could yeah, trouble the And Lisa. even like James I suppose you're, you're, you're not far wrong because like can you beat uh, Limerick in the semi-final in 19 and Galway were very close to beating him uh, the day Canning got injured uh, I can't remember what year it was so um, they're definitely they definitely are competitive um, I you know I suppose I put it. I, I'll come back with you this way I didn't have my statistics ready for the Munster versus Leinster debate but uh <laughs> If, if, well, James if I, did. Look <laughs> 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 at it this way, though. I'd say that uh, Limerick and Clare, as the two monster finalists, are stronger teams than Galway and Kilkenny. Mm. I'd agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, there's an anomaly in Munster in the Munster Leinster debate as well in relation to the Joe McDonough final, uh, which I want to get on to. Uh, two great games coming up at the weekend, really. Like that's the holy all of it, isn't it? I mean, Kilkenny and Galway is just expecting, and I, I think they always serve up a, yeah. a great game of hurling because they have, both have that traditional style and they both go for it. And you know that the work rate is going to be there's no the, the minimum is eighty, like they never fall below it. Um, and we're all looking forward to to, to Clare and Limerick, particularly after the game. In Ennis, I mean, it just lit the place up like it was a joy to watch. Do you know one of those games where just seeing Tony Kelly doing his thing, and yeah, it was just it was brilliant from start to finish. Um, with the Joe McDonough final, so Antrim, Wayne, Leash are relegated, and Antrim have their place in Leinster. We have that generosity as well. I suppose you'd have to say in Leinster, where we have that we have we extend the generosity yeah. of invites to to other teams to come up into the um up to the the, the top level. Um, but if Kerry win, they have to play Tipperary. Um. How do you? Yeah, I I don't know where are where where Tipperary at might be a question in there, Derek. I think uh, Tipperary have a chance to make history in that game by losing to every other county in Munster in one year, uh, <laughs> which I don't think has been done before. And I'm sure you'd enjoy that in Kilkenny as we would in Clare and and, and Wexford as well. But, Never uh, even thought of it to be honest. <laughs> No, I think it's probably a little bit harsh on Kerry, whereby you know uh, they've they've to beat. Um, would it would it be fair? Would it be better to just bring him up and have two six team divisions? Um, it might be worth chancing, you know, to see. Um, but then again, you might end up and uh, give Kerry every game at home or something like that to bring bring on, bring it on. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Tipperary, like they actually lost to Kerry in the, in the preseason tournament as well this year. Um, mm. So they won't be able to take it for granted. No, no, and there's the case getting back up, and it's one of the things. It's the reason I was wanted Jerry Keegan or someone like Jerry to come in and and have a chat about that. Is like, well, what do you know? What do Kerry want? Like, do they want that? Do they want those hammerings for the first couple of years in order to see the level, or do they want to prepare maybe a little bit more? And is that preparation really kind of? Yeah, is it ever going to be enough? Like, do you just have to be up and 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 learn how to live with it? Like, so it is. It it does it does seem to be a little bit harsh on them. They also have. 
I don't know what way you're what way you would have been. I mean, from for Kilkenny, well, in your time, which was before New Road, so it might have been a couple of hours, but it's down to an hour and a half now, so it's it's fine to go up. Wexford were always grand to go up before games, but we would go if we were going to Galway. We'll say we'd, we'd go up the night before, but uh, I think the Kerry lads were talking about um, the, just the, the possibility of getting hotels uh, up in Dublin, and so they're going to travel up on the day. I just came up from from Kerry, and I'm glad I'm not playing a hurling match after you know it's five hours really like door to door. It doesn't seem like any kind of preparation for 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 a game of hurling. Yeah, and it depends on how much travelling you're going to do before you get to the bus on the morning to even set off within Kerry. You know mm. that could be I'm not sure the. I mean, a lot of them are coming from the north, the north and so they're coming down into Tralee, I suppose, and they'll probably I don't know where they take the train up or get a bus from there. Yeah, it's 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 something that, you know, Bar, I think Kenny travelled up uh, to Galway the night before because we had a two o'clock game, uh, we say this year gone. Yeah. And I say this is the first time Kilkenny ever ever, ever travelled. Uh, they always did it on the day. Mm. Um, what was your take on that? I liked the day, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always liked the day. I don't think I'd like to go up the night before. Um, but then again, would I like three hours on the bus either? Terrible road to Galway too. Probably isn't not, it? you know. Uh, from Kilkenny. I'd done it, I think, playing Antrim one time where we went on a bus the whole way up to play and I think it was somewhere north. Antrim was as far as away. It was as far as away as they could bring you. Yeah, but um, not a nice thing to do, but it is nice maybe to leave from home. But, you know, if you're travelling that three hours on a bus now, look, if planned out well and plenty of breaks and stops and walks around and water and whatnot, but it's hmm. it's still hard to come straight out into a, an intense game. After the game, it doesn't really matter. It's all about the travelling before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'd certainly like to do it on the day. Yeah, yeah. Man, after the game, they'll probably all stay up for the night. Uh, Derek, what's your what were you with? Yeah, that? it's it's, uh, it's it's amazing actually. I suppose the prices of hotels, first of all, are shocking. But um, yeah, I think <laughs> spend a while on up. that. But the price of not not just hotels, we could spend a while on it. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. it's it's amazing that that's what's holding them back for sure. Yeah, well, I think they're going to fly up. Um, that's what I thought I read somewhere. Uh, okay, which I'd be far more in favour of travelling the day of the match then then going and it used to always annoy me having to share a room in a hotel and I'd be a light sleeper and you'd be listening to someone snoring and uh, they'd be looking at the clock going three, four and you still haven't got any sleep so uh, I used to I'd prepare all the All-Irelands we played in and that we always used to travel up the day of the match and it far suited me much better now. Yeah. I never knew when to stop talking to the fellow who was in the room you know like he'd be just be chatting away and then it was like at what point do you what point do we stop, like, you know, and they kind of lie off there for a while and he start talking again and if he can get a bit pissed off at him, like, and he, yeah, I don't know, like, I, I just... You really have to call it straight. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to sleep here. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> then it was weird telling a fella you were going to sleep, like, I never, I never had told anybody else that, I was just like, you know, you just head off and you just go to sleep, like, so I didn't, so I never had the feeling to tell him, but then that kind of would seem yeah. to be like an invite, depending on who you had, like, you could be sharing with Darren Stamp or someone who wouldn't talk to you anyway. Um, but if you're if you're chatting, if you're with somebody who is like chatting away, you'd be like, oh Jesus, how do we? Yeah. But I wonder, it. even does all this talk about Kerry and not getting to come up, does that affect him in preparing for the? Mm. You know, is is that a disadvantage to him? Whereas Antrim are, you know, are kind of hiding away there in the long grass, and you know, it's all about if Kerry win, if Kerry win, and uh, you know, that's probably a conversation they don't need to be listening to this week either. Yeah. But yeah. if they did win. And their next, uh, I think they're going playing the Munster. They'd be playing Cork then and yeah. Wexford play Antrim. And didn't that probably be another week of a break? Like it's a horrible scenario for Tipperary to have maybe a five weeks 
do you know, do you train? Do you not train? Yeah, what do are they know? doing? If you don't train, you know, so like if that goes, if if Kerry do win it, it's it's the it's the thoughts of for a Tipperary team to train away. Yeah, yeah. Not a, not a nice position to be no, in. No, no, they're in a bit of limbo at the moment. Um, well, look, at there's a huge, huge, uh, huge weekend ahead. Derek, best of luck to... To the, I know you're. I know you're still. Yeah, you're. You've got a, a lot of good friends playing. So the best of luck to, to Claire. Hope you enjoy your weekend down there. And same to Kenny up against Galway. I don't know. Is the is are you cheering slightly cheering for Henry in any shape or form? I imagine it's. I imagine it's it's Kilkenny. It's Kilkenny all the way. I'm looking forward to the handshake. Uh, Afterwards, maybe maybe Brian, it'll, he's not going to let his card slip maybe uh, as much again. But I'll find this time. Yeah. Uh, maybe, <clears throat> I mean, you know, if he's if he's pissed with Henry going up and sharing the the secrets of the of the Kilkenny, um, the Kilkenny crown, I suppose he's going to have to be equally. He's going to have to be equally angry with him this week, like so. The secrets in Kilkenny is just win your own ball. It's fairly straightforward. <laughs> fairly straightforward. <laughs> big science behind it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. Look, didn't go so well in Nolan Park <laughs> last week. I'm in finally in a position where I can actually say it. Um, but thanks very much for your time. We're going to be joined in studio in a few minutes by Mr. Jerry Keegan. So I look forward to that. Now, I'm joined in studio by Mr. Jerry Keegan, Kildare Hurler. Um, yeah, don't want to go too much into the the, the, the personal. I, you're off the back of an All-Ireland win. You won the Christie Ring against Mayo. I watched the game at home. Uh, I was sad to miss it. I, I definitely wanted to be mm-hmm. up there with you for it, I have to say. Um, how are you doing? I suppose yeah, first. Good, Dharma. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us here. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, it was a good week. You know yourself well. I don't know. Do you know after winning a couple of <laughs> championships? <laughs> yeah, not. I don't have too much. <laughs> As we were looking at the picture there just yeah, before, yeah. like it's like yeah, they're, they're, I can I can count them on two fingers. I'd oh, say really? those, yeah, those, yeah. those kind of weeks. Hey, with the club, like you get you get the same. Yeah, yeah. That that feeling of relief and That's and a, a open I, bit of time to yourself. Yeah, and when I woke up on the Sunday morning, like you have, you have a late night Saturday night anyway, but you wake up Sunday morning with a smile on your face, like it doesn't matter. You wake up after putting in a good performance, like and yeah. Especially for us, like we don't get the, the coverage that other people do. So it, it, it was it was nice now to put the performance in. How, where do you where do you stand then? On um, I mean, there was so much expected of you, and it was a little bit of a no win situation. That if you win, everyone says yeah, they were sure yeah, you were sure expected to win, and if you get bet, then you know you're the world's worst. But you came along then and scored ten points. I think maybe eight in the first half, like. Where does the enjoyment cross over from? Okay, we've achieved this as a team, but then you've like you've you've done it on the big day. Like you've you know there's you're, you you answer something I think in in a, like any questions you'd have of yourself. Now maybe you don't have them. Yeah, yeah. But oh, definitely. I got the week of the match. All week I was you'd be worrying about like oh, not putting in the performance or like I was. What would you be? What, yeah. So what's going on? Like, I, yeah, like I'm not fit. Could, like or I'm not. I'm not this. Or yeah. what, what are your it, it was relief after the after the game when they put it. Like all year I hadn't really hadn't. Shot the lights out in any game, really. Like, mm. so, like, and to be honest, I, I didn't go out to play. Look, I, this year I liked trying to get the, the hand passes off, or you know, like I wasn't going out to score. And just Crow Park, it's it's something, it's like a different game playing in Crow Park compared to what we play in Newbridge. Like, Newbridge is new, I think Newbridge is the smallest county grounds football pitch. It's, it's, it's the, I think, in the country, <laughs> yeah. And you're trying to make space in there, like, and it's just not there. And then Crow Park. So you're you're saying you're at home. Oh, and you're, you're at home. Said, in Crow yeah, Park. Oh, like, yeah. God, like Newbridge. 
there's no space to be had for forwards. It's a backs game in Newbridge, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Conquer and they're just the space was madness. Like, and I was only my third time playing there now, but yeah, really, really enjoyed it. What's it like for you? Playing in Croker, like I, I don't know. I still when I when I come up to Dublin and I see Crow Park, like I still there's still, still something excites yeah, me when I like, see the place. Even, yeah, when you know? you're in it, when we, when we walk down to the pitch beforehand, yeah, like just look it up and it, it's it's great, isn't it? It's, like, it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. what what how are you dealing with that? Like you like right, I'm going to take it in for a minute. You know, some some people say that like you know block all that stuff out. There only the shades the same as anywhere else or whatever. But it's not like you're in this absolute coliseum. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you take it in for a minute yeah, yeah. and then let it go. No, or what you do? I wouldn't really think about it too much now. To be honest, yeah. would you not? No. To be honest, I wouldn't. Like I didn't let like, get to me now. Probably be a different story if there was eighty thousand people out there. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of ones out on everyone, but no, I didn't really let that get to me or nothing like that. You know. Mm. What was what was the what was the game like? What do you like? We said a, a game in ten points, man. How you, a game where you score ten points and play like yeah, what? Yeah. The, you're just you're orchestrating so much in that. Like yeah. there was no time as well where I said like you know you should have passed the ball off or yeah. you were all, you were within you were yeah. within your rights every time. You took the right option every time for your scores. Yeah. You were just on the ball in the right place. Yeah, like. yeah I didn't do anything spectacular or nothing like that. It was just like we were. Divley, there was a few lads like Divley was setting a great ball into the full forward line. I was just able to time my runs. The lads were winning ball first time as well. And when, when that happens, yeah, it, it makes it, yeah, you can depend on that. It makes it so much easier because you know right, he's going to win the ball. Bang, the run is made. You're you're running at pace at that stage, like so. Yeah. But um, I was just I just I, I was running about the place. I was enjoying it. Now I was looking around. I remember after a couple of points and you settled in. I was like, oh, lovely. This um, is great. This yeah, is great. I was just yeah. No, I was sick and I had a goal chance there. And Jesus, all I had to do was hit the hit the yeah, target. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, like in in terms of the reaction to it, then I suppose I, what I, what I really wonder is about where ye where your place is or where ye see your place is in the in what I would call the GA or more specifically the Harlan family. Like, mm. where do you the like? I, you're, everybody accepts, I would say, that you're you're John McDonough standard. Mm. But then, when you achieve what you achieve and you play a game like that, and there is, you know, there's recognition. You're on team of the mm. week, and you're, you know, you're you're you're, you're certainly front and center. Is there enough acknowledgement of what's happening in the Christie Ring, or do you feel that that gets too much lip service and is not really uh, valued? Well, the John McDonough has been great. Yeah, like uh, the Christie Ring is the level it's at. Like so. Uh, it's hard to get people to watch it if the standard's not up to that. Like, it's not. So you're not surprised. I'm, by... I'm not surprised. No, but Joe McDonough has been great. Like, yeah, the standard of that, I think that's not getting enough recognition. Yeah. Definitely, because there were some games there that you'd see. You know, mentioned Buff Egan. You'd be watching his Snapchats and yeah, that's be, that's where you see. Yeah, that's where you see the games. Like, games. yeah, especially like even the National League to two A. Like, you you don't get any like on the Sunday game or nothing like that. You yeah. wouldn't see it at all. Like, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, Jesus, it's it's great. I can't wait to go up and play it now. To be yeah, and I not like where are you at for see, last year? Joe last year, like we were playing two B. Yeah, and then going and trying to like, up the standard up to that level. Like, so I knew I I was kind of thinking to myself last year. I was like, it's going to be a hard Joe McDonough now to go up that level from going from two B then play the teams this year. Now, like we were unlucky in the league this year. Like we just about stayed up, but like yeah. We we drew with Carlo, where we we hit ten frees wide that day. Um, Kerry, we were a point up in the sixty eight minute. We managed to lose by seven, like down on Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost impressive. Yeah, yeah. We went up to Down, who hadn't been beaten up in Ballycran in a couple of years, mm-hmm. and we bet them. Um, and then 
we bet or we, we were without the nice boys for the me game. Yeah. So like a couple of results there and we could have been talking about final like, you know? Yeah. We played Westmead and we were I got myself sent off and that was made a big um we were doing well up until that point, like. Yeah. Um and you see them, they're staying up in Leinster this year, like. And we yeah. wouldn't be afraid of like we we would go out against Westmead, we we'd be hoping to win that game, like, you know? Yeah. We wouldn't be thinking during the week of um we'd have the hope here, like. We'd be going out to win that game. Yeah. So like that's the standard we're at, like. That's like, the standard you're at. So you feel Joe McDonough is definitely this uh, is this is where you're at. Like the goal next year is to stay up in it. Like you have yeah. to be realistic as well. But like there's still if we get a few runs, we could we could get to a final Joe McDonough next mm. year. Like, do you know? So what do do you see anything that like what would benefit Kildare? I suppose there's a short term, like you're twenty eight now and you're in your prime and you're looking to get the most out of because from here uh, yeah. from here on out, like you're you know, the you know, the, the jets don't fire as well, but you get smarter and you're yeah, in yeah. that kind of, yeah, more intelligent part of your career, we'll say. Um, what do Kildare, what do what support do Kildare need to get to the standard to, to, we'll say, to be thinking about Lee McCarthy? Like, I know there's huge, that's a huge structural question, mm, but what mm. is there any simple things that you're looking at all the time thinking, about, that's what, if we just had a bit more of that, I feel like the, the, the all all mm. all levels would rise. But like it's it's it's, it's this yo yo thing that ruins it. Like you know, if you you win the Christie ring, you go up, and then you're we're back down last year. It just like you, when players see you're going back down to the Christie ring, you mightn't get like you might miss out on two or three players that wouldn't play. Like and in a county like us, we couldn't we can't afford to be missing anyone really. Like you know, yeah. you need you need twenty five the top lads to be driving the final on. But like um. For us, we just like it's p- pivotal that we just stay up a job back We're playing games. You have to be playing at the standard, like standards drive standards. So if you're playing better teams the whole time, it's going to improve you. Like yeah, like I heard you saying there before about do teams want to go up and get hammerings? Like yeah, but like, <laughs> that'd be that'd be the question I yeah. have, I suppose. Like yeah. you know, say you're going to say you skip the job back You feel like you could beat Westmead. So say we stick you up into Leinster. Like is that? Mm. It is, you know, you think about it, I suppose Italy and the rugby or something like that, yeah. the Six Nations, you know, they were going nowhere for a long time and all of a sudden they start winning a couple of games because yeah. you're training for the standard. One of the things I noticed uh, when we were on the weekend that we that we went on, um, which he was chatting to Cahill and a couple of fellas, there seems to be a big, there's the possibility of a big turnover that, you know, you four or five fellas might leave if we'll say, if, you know, if you go down or, yeah, you know, yeah. whereas... I'd say would I'd say nobody would leave if you were looking to Lee McCarthy like you know no. training would be different. No. It starts it starts yeah. earlier in the year and the commitment is completely different. I would imagine, or else is it like, well, we're going out to get hammered here. What would you prefer? Like, I would prefer, but see, if you go up to Leinster and then it's just you're just playing Leinster. Maybe if you have the opportunity, if you win, say you're playing Joe McDonough and you win the Joe McDonough, mm. and then that year in some kind of way that you you can go up and try your hand at Leinster in the same kind of year. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Rather than just going up to Leinster, taking your beatings that year and coming back down. Yeah. Do you know, like... If, so if, if he had, we'll say, if the Joe McDonough was off a little bit earlier and then the Leinster and the... And the Ideally, that the, would be... Some of the, maybe it? the two, the Leinster and the Munster finish and then you might have like a preliminary... Yeah, a, where you have a shot, you have, option to, you have there a shot because it. Yeah. you're after showing your... Still, you have a, a big year ahead of you, like you can still go out and win like Joe McDonough rather than going up and... Get taken like and being realistic, you're probably got, you're going to take a few beatings, aren't you? Like yeah. But then start. even you look at Leash, like Leash got to the quarter final all there a couple of years ago, didn't they? Like yeah. But then they are taking beatings as well, so like. Yeah, it's not for, easy. No, like, and no. I think we're, I think we're all I do think we're all interested in how to. 
yeah, I, I, I did feel the opposite now when Westmead drew with us. All right, I felt yeah, I have yeah. no, no interest yeah, yeah, in their yeah, development yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. As long as we beat them, like, but yeah. there is if there there is a feeling of 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 wanting it, but maybe not being sure. Like, do you throw money at the problem? Like, what are the what are the young fellas like coming through uh, into the Kildare? Like, well, between Selbridge and Kildare, what what what's their preparation like now? Has that changed a lot, or are they are they good enough? Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Caught McCabe actually. Caught McCabe is seen him flying like, and he's only yeah. 19, 20 years of age like but that there, there just shows how we're going as well Cottle was on the football club team of the year last year I think yeah and I think he was asked to go in with the senior footballers and he's, he's throwing his hand in with the hurlers like yeah so it's just like usually you'd be losing them lads to the football like you know so it just shows there's a bit of a there's just the interest there there's the want to and it is like there is a real push now we know we're good enough to, to go up like you know yeah even I'm just uh, Joe McDonald levels like uh, that's what we, we're pushing out for next year anyway, and we know in two or three years time we can we can we could go up that extra level like yeah yeah and the lad everyone's buying into this like inherity is great it's great to have him yeah how's uh, what's like like I mean he, he brings he brings experience but he also brings he's uh, a unique character as uh, well is, Dave yeah, like he's he, every detail like he's 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 mad in every little detail but it's great to have someone who's there for three or four years like. You know, and really pushing. I think he's he's wheels for another. He's definitely there next year anyway. And I don't know about after that, but like, it's great. This will be his fifth year, will it? Or I, I, think next, or fifth? I think next year will be his fifth. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can see he he loves it. Like you know, he's really bought into it. Like and fucking, it, it's great to have. Uh, it's great to have someone like usually you might have someone for two or three years, and he's using Kildare as a way of going and getting trying to go to different higher clubs or higher county ways or something like that but with Dave like you can see he really wants it like yeah so no that's a massive difference for us yeah what is, what's Dave bringing to you that wasn't there before well it, it's prof- like it's professional like you know it's a, <laughs> he has it you have lads getting down for training and we're out 40 minutes before training or an hour before training poking around and you wouldn't have really had that before lads would be well, not that we're just rocking up but you know he, yeah. he has like he's pushing us to, <laughs> oh, to go, yeah yeah no no go on <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the drums going on the table there beside you but yeah yeah go on he's pushing us to get down you know training an hour beforehand and and like, these are just he's just instilling the habits of of, what he of winners like any, yeah. of what, he, winners, of what yeah. he knows yeah yeah, yeah. And the lads are, are, are going with that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, there hasn't really been an argument. They don't usually have a few little skits and bits, but not like there hasn't been really one in the last two years since I was there anyway. So, like, just shows yeah. everyone's buying into it. Like, you know, he has us there doing like, he has us getting the, you know, the Dexy scans and stuff like that. Yeah, he's so he's he's brought that. I it's I sometimes I think professionalism is almost like a, it's a it's a limited version of what you're talking about it's the, the habits the habits of winners habits, isn't professionalism yeah. like the mm. habits of winners are the likes of that like it's showing up mm. 40 minutes before and everybody buying into that yeah, exactly. as like yeah, yeah. extending yourself in a, in a very different direction mm. like yeah 100% <laughs> what's that been like in in seeing the like seeing yourselves getting to that level from from where you were before like how's that been yeah uh, like even the like say he does the we were the first year we did the Dexy scans, you know, the body fat percentages are like Yeah. And you know and how'd you go with that? I was fine now, there's a few lads like that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a few, few lads on the back now, I won't say names, but uh, Yeah. Um, but like that that like just brought lads thought they were doing well, you know, like and it actually it made lads just centre in on it a lot more. They'd be like, Jeez, I have to get my act together here, like and eating gets better. 
everything goes up like from that train or training mode or like so like that was another big thing that happened this year like yeah um but in terms of um you can see even i think a big thing for us that for um the levels of hurling like you see it's just like the speed of what everything being done but it's definitely like I, 10 years since i started like and when I, when I was thinking about that the other day i was like just the standard of like just striking hand passing the speed at which we're doing things that is massively gone up. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you, where's the biggest jump then to make uh, in terms of what you see in a, I mean, I know, like, I so Wexford like, like, have the same goal. If, like we look at Clare and Limerick, like you're thinking, well, how, like, so yeah. what's, what's the major jump there? Like we were saying this year, Nigel, our coach was just like last couple of weeks, it was like sprinting. Lads, we have to be sprinting. And I think you just, at the, at, like when the levels, that's the biggest thing of the lads actually, Running as fast as they can for the ball, like, cause they, like I think you get you get into the habit of running at sixty seventy percent the whole time, like, and it's like you, you see, like I'd be watching like, some of the cork lads, like the speed of the cork lads, but they're always taking the ball running at full pace nearly, like, yeah, and and then the ability to execute things at full pace, at it's like it's well. grand to run at full pace, yeah. but it's to get the to get the, the hands off, it, it's to get like, the blocks, it's to get. If you look at the games, yeah, you can see like the speed at which they get up to, like it's. it's even though if you were to race them in a hundred meter race, like most lads would still stay with them, but it's just when you get when the ball involved as well, like yeah. you can just see the difference in that. That'd be the biggest thing for me. Like, what about where where are you in terms of like I don't know development squad, center of excellence, like that focus? Like obviously in Kildare, there has to be more of a focus on the football. I imagine mm. that's a thing. Now maybe there's it a is, shift in it. Well, maybe there is a bit of a shift. Yeah, but like we have a hurling developer there, John John Dorn, who played. Claire Hurling for 15 years now, so he's the Hurling developer of underage. Yeah. So, and then you have, we have Paul Dively there, looks at, who's playing midfield, he he looks after the strength and conditioning of all the underage teams as well, like, so. Yeah. That wasn't there when I was, when I was coming up, so, like, you can, you can see, and then, they were saying, like, you'd have, when I was playing under 14, you'd have, you'd know which lads were going to play the teams on the, on the Claire team, like, and now they're having trials of 78 lads coming up for trials, like, so. Yeah. Which wasn't the which wasn't the case. So there's definitely there's definitely been a massive jump in improvement, like and, and and interest in Ireland. What's driving that? Is has there been investment uh, from the county board level? Like, is there did it was there there was a plan? I think Pat Gilroy did a kind of a bit of a study with you into what was kind of working or what wasn't working. Didn't ask you any questions for mm. it, obviously. Anyway, <laughs> um, but they've they there was an attempt to address. What was, what was maybe what happen, what, yeah. what wasn't working? Yeah. But do you still is there still the commitment? Like before you look out looking for money from we'll say Crow Park. I'm not saying it's yard, but yeah. we'll say that's what, a, a, an answer we might arrive at. Does it come from within Kildare first? Is it very hard to get that kind of parity that when there's a focus on the football to kind of get that kind of those kind of resources mobilised for the hurlers? Or do you be thinking about those things at all? I don't really think about these things, but like you know, <laughs> <laughs> just want to hurl. Yeah, but it, it's definitely harder when you have like the football. The football obviously does get main focus, like and then, yeah. But um, sure. What, I don't know, what, what can you like? It, there is there's definitely there's a committee there. There's there's there's, there's great hurling people in Kildare. Like mm. a lot of people from outside don't really really realize that. Like yeah. there is a hurling community in Kildare. Like and um. Where is it? Is it geographical in Kildare the same as it would be? Like Wexford would be North football, South Harding pr- predominantly, not always. Well, yeah, but it'd be not, be... North Kildare North and then you have Nace Lake, yeah. Okay. There wouldn't be much Harling now down in South, South Kildare. Okay. All the big ball. Okay. Yeah. 
So you're, that's your you're drawn from. Is there is it an imbalance with Nace? Like Nace is, seems to be just an ever expanding, a huge, huge club. Is there an imbalance there in terms of the amount of players you're drawn from Nace, um, or is it just because it's such a good? Um, there's there's just they're well, sending they, out so many players. Yeah, they just good. Have, they, they've been coming in the last couple of years underage, like winning fail after fail after fail in minors and all that, and under twenty one. So like. I think up until they won it three years ago, they hadn't won it in a, a good couple of years before that. I don't think so. Mm. Like um, they just had, had a good underage structure in their place, like, and you just see it coming, coming. I don't, I don't know how they get the, the interest they have in it. Yeah, but like, um, well, Selbridge is that is that one of the benefits then? A nace comes along, they show a way of doing it. Yeah, will you know? Do well, like, Selbridge look and say, right, well, that's the structure we need to build. Yeah. Well, it comes in waves. Like when I started with Kildare, we had ten Selbridge lads on it, like that year. Yeah, so, and we were after winning three three counties on the on the bounce as well. Like, so like these things happen in waves, like don't they? They do, yeah, like, yeah. Look at uh, when Kilkenny were going for the five in a row, you thought they were never going to lose. When Dublin, yeah. when Dublin were going for the six or in a row, you thought they were never going to lose. And looking this year, like so, yeah. So it just comes in waves, yeah, doesn't it? Well, I don't know, like, I mean, yeah, so maybe we're thinking the same about Limerick at the moment, but I know they went in and they addressed, like, 14 to 17, they brought in a kind of a high-performance mentality, I mean, you're seeing the benefits of that with Dave yeah. Verity only in the last mm. couple of years, mm. you've got a high-performance mentality, as we were talking about, but to bring that in at a younger age, so that the lads, when they come in, they're not coming in out of shape, they're not coming in not ready, they're coming mm. in ready for battle, like, you know, they're already kind of primed and hardened yeah, yeah. for it. So I suppose a, a, a direct attempt to drive that is seems necessary for Kildare in the future, but it, it's happening. It, it's there, like you know, like it's uh, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of us staying up in the John McDonough next year and driving along from there. Like if you just have to be staying up and playing them games, like and yeah. that, this yo-yo effect just that just cripples it, like yeah. So but it, all the structure is there. It's just down to us now at the, in the end of the day for next year, like to to stay up or we'll be we'll be hoping to go out and win it, but definitely. To, to stay up next year and be playing them games year on year out rather than going down and playing beating teams by 30 points and being in this limbo spot where you're you're you know you're good enough but you're still, you're not up there like yeah mm. would you go back to the hill of Allen for a night y- are you coming again hey sure we'll see bring a bit of foot in <laughs> <laughs> Jerry thanks very much for coming in yeah. uh, it's great to chat to you again we were both in a yeah, somewhat altered state. I think the last conversation that we had uh, running around the forest with no shoes on, <laughs> barefoot in the forest. Yeah, it was lovely, bike. It was oh, a yeah. great experience. Um, that's all we have time for on the hurling show. Thanks very much for joining us. We look forward to two huge games uh, next weekend, both the Leinster and Munster finals. Um, we'll be back next Monday to have a look at those. Thanks very much. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Dear Midling on Sports Joe. There's been a missing person in Clare for 81 long years. Well, today, that person has been found alive and well, and that person's name is Liam McCarthy. They know as much about serious level sport as I know about the sleeping habits of the Ayatollah. There's a, a streaker on the ground now. He must be a Kilkenny man because he's quite happy with the situation right now. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 